1: Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, September 21st, 2023, I'm Morgan Pemberton.
2: And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Trump says he has always had auto workers' backs. Union leaders say his first-term record shows otherwise. All on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Nathaniel Hara will be in with the FM or er, will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast, and Ben Westfall will be in with the FM eighty eight sports report. The current temperature outside is a sunny eighty-two degrees. And now on to our top story. One person
1: is dead and multiple people are hurt after a bus crashed on a New York highway and went down an embankment. State police say the wreck happened today on Interstate 84 in the town of Waywayanda, That's about 45 miles northwest of New York City. Video taken from news helicopters showed the bus lying on its side in trees and shrubs several yards off the road. Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse told WNBC-TV that there were around 40 people on the bus, mostly children. He says at least five people
2: were badly hurt. The crash happened around 1.20 p.m. When former President Donald Trump visits Detroit next week, he will be looking to blunt criticism from a United from from a United Auto Workers union leadership that has said a second term for him would be a, quote, disaster, unquote, for workers. Union leaders say Trump's record in the White House speaks for itself. Union leadership cite unfavorable rulings from the nation's top labor labor board and the U.S. Supreme Court under Trump and unfulfilled promises of automotive jobs. Trump will skip the second Republican presidential debate next week to travel to Detroit as the auto worker strike enters its second week. Trump is running a radio ad in Michigan and Ohio praising auto workers and claiming he's, quote, always had their back, unquote.
1: After a dip in illegal crossings that followed policy changes in May, the Biden administration is again on its heels as more asylum seekers cross the U.S. border from Mexico. In Southern California, migrants camp in remote mountains waiting to be processed. In Eagle Pass, Texas, nearly 6,000 migrants entered in two days, prompting authorities to close a border crossing to reassign officials to the influx. Border crossings have closed for similar reasons in San Diego and El Paso, Texas, Yesterday, the administration announced measures to address the influx, including temporary legal status and work permits for nearly 500,000 Venezuelans.
2: A tropical storm warning has been issued from the North Carolina coast to the Delaware ahead of a potential tropical cyclone that is headed toward the densely populated east coast. The National Hurricane Center announced the emergency of, quote, potential tropical cyclone 16, unquote, this morning. The disturbance is emerging off the coast of South Carolina and moving northward at nine miles per hour. The maximum sustained winds are at 35 miles per hour. A storm surge watch is in effect, with storm surges between 2 and 4 feet forecasted. Meanwhile, Hurricane Nigel was still far out at sea over the Atlantic, more than 500 miles southwest of Cape Race, Newfoundland.
1: At the United Nations, multilateralism is always the goal, however fragmented and complex. Yet so is the quest for a coherent storyline that unites all 193 member states and their ideas. Those two holy grails often find themselves at odds when leaders gather each September at the United Nations, which raises the bigger question. With the 21st century unfolding in all of its complexities and conundrums, with fractured and fragmentation everywhere, can the world even be governed? To hear the speeches of world leaders these first few days of their annual gathering, the jury is still out.
2: And coming up, Biden says Norfolk Southern must be held accountable for Ohio derailment but won't declare disaster. That and more news from around the tri-state when NewsCenter 88 returns right after this.
3: Blakely Birch gets a piece of that one. Clip the back, that one's not coming back. Blakely Birch is gonna get a three-run over.
0: Elmore will pull up for three. He did get fouled, he knocked it down! Oh my gosh! John Elmore, Johnny Buckets, with ice in his veins! Joseph will take it instead, and that'll be in the back of the net. Past Yusuf Aglou.
4: Goal, thundering herd. Levias split out wide by himself. Green looks to Levius. It's a go route. Levias bobbles it, makes the catch. Levias still on his feet at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown. A one-play, 75-yard touchdown pass.
0: Mayo kicks it
4: out. Shy,
0: three ball. Bingo. The ball is played to Mayor Abutea. Abutea sends it into the box. Morgan White's there. And Morgan White finds the goal the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL-FM Huntington. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com. 888-266-2921.
1: Welcome back to News Center eighty eight voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Morgan Pemberton.
2: And I'm Emma Johnson. A federal appeals court is considering cases out of North Carolina and West Virginia that could have significant implications on whether individual states are required to cover health care for transgender people with government sponsored insurance. The Richmond-based 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals heard oral arguments in two cases today. One involves the coverage of gender-affirming care by North Carolina's state employee health plan. The other involves coverage of gender-affirming surgery by West Virginia's Medicaid. During the proceedings, at least two judges said it's likely the case will eventually reach the U.S. Supreme Court. Both states appealed lower court rulings that found the denial of gender-affirming care to be unconstitutional.
1: President Joe Biden offered federal agencies to continue holding Norfolk Southern accountable for its February derailment in eastern Ohio and appoint an FEMA official to oversee East Palestine's recovery, but he stopped short of declaring a disaster. The lack of a disaster declaration has been a key concern with many residents of the area where the derailment happened near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Officials have said this situation doesn't easily fit the definition of a disaster because Norfolk Southern is paying to clean up the mess and help the town recover. Still, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine requested a disaster declaration back in July to make sure any unmet needs would be covered.
2: Democrat Governor Andy Bashir says now is not the time to, quote, sub out the quarterback, unquote, when Kentucky has so much momentum. His Republican challenger, Daniel Cameron, says he's the one who can team up with lawmakers to tackle the state's nagging problems. They offered contrasting assignments of how the state is faring during yesterday's forum hosted by the kentucky chamber of commerce they appeared just yes, separately to field questions from a moderator they offered differing views on the appropriate pace for eliminating the state's individual income tax and they touted completing plans for education and workforce uh, precipitation excuse me
1: workplace safety officials are investigating the death of a southwestern indiana man this week after he was injured at an evansville plant the Vanderburg County Coroner says 59-year-old Christopher L. Payton died Monday after he suffered injuries, quote, while working on a machine, unquote, at Silgan Closures America on Evansville's west side. No additional details have been released. An autopsy was scheduled to be report, excuse me, to be fu- sorry, to be performed yesterday. Indiana Department of Labor spokeswoman Stephanie McFarland tells the Evansville Courier and Press that the state's branch of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration has, quote, opened a safety compliance inspection, unquote, that could take as long as six months.
2: Coming up next, Alex Murdaugh pleads guilty to financial crimes, the first time he's admitted blame to a judge. That and more news from around the nation when news Center 88 returns. Stay
4: You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station.
2: Public radio? What does that mean?
3: No commercials.
0: What I'm
4: trying to say is maybe no commercials is a good idea. Help build radio. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1 and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial.
1: Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected with Hepatitis C? I'm Evelyn McKnight and that's what happened to me. Because a healthcare worker reused a syringe during my chemotherapy. This should never happen, but in fact thousands of people have been exposed to serious infections because of unsafe injections. Don't let it happen to you. Learn what questions to ask your healthcare provider to protect your health or even save your life. To find out more, go to OneAndOnlyCampaign.org. Do it today
0: the worldwide leader of marshall university sports coverage
4: so marshall and north carolina about 45 seconds away from tip off here inside the dean dome high atop the liberty bowl
0: broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed as the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at lane stadium welcome back to the wolstein center in downtown cleveland ohio marshall women's basketball on the brain wmul fm huntington
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of
2: Excellence Awards. I'm Morgan Pemberton. And I'm Emma Johnson. Convicted murderer Alex Murdaugh has pleaded guilty in federal court to financial crimes. Today's court appearance is the first time the disbarred attorney has admitted responsibility for a crime before a judge. Murdoch is serving life in prison without parole for killing his wife and son, but he adamantly denied shooting them from the witness stand at his double murder trial. In federal court, Murdoch pleaded guilty to 22 counts of financial fraud and money laundering. He will be sentenced at a later date. The The federal guilty plea likely locks in years, if not decades, in prison, even if the double murder conviction is overturned. A
1: military medical panel has concluded that one of the five 9-11 defendants held at Guantanamo Bay has been rendered delusional and psychotic by the torture he underwent years ago while in CIA custody. Ramsey Bin Alshaiba has long complained he was under attack by invisible rays at Guantanamo. The medical panel's findings heighten uncertainty over whether he will stand trial. A military judge is expected to rule as soon as today whether Al Shaiba's mental issues render him incompetent to take part in the proceedings against him. He is a Yemeni accused of organizing one cell of the September 11 hijackers.
2: Kisira Stop's Pretty Place's death remains unsolved for four years after her body was found in a Native American reservation border town. Now her grandmother Yolanda Fraser is using the tragedy to highlight missing and murdered indigenous people across the U.S. The Northern Cheyenne woman says the voices of victims' families are getting louder as they band together. Meanwhile, federal agencies are dedicating more agents to solving such cases. Yet thousands of cases remain unsolved. Investigators, investigators continue to be hindered by jurisdictional limits that leave their hands tied if a crime occurs off reservation.
1: Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as leader of both Fox's parent company and his News Corp Media Holdings. Fox says he will become chairman emeritus of both corporations. His son, Lachlan, will control both companies. The 92-year-old Australian media magnate's creation of Fox News made him a force in American politics. He built his empire from a single newspaper in Australia. He moved to England then the United States with the invention of Fox News and the purchases of both the New York Post and the Wall Street Journal. Forbes estimated the Murdoch family's net worth at roughly $19 billion in 2020. Fox News Channel has profoundly influenced television and the nation's politics since its start in 1996, making Murdoch a hero to some and a pariah to others.
2: A man convicted of the 1996 killing of a University of Oklahoma dance student has been executed. 44-year-old Anthony Sanchez was pronounced dead following a lethal injection today at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary in McAllister. As he was strapped to the gurney, he repeated his claim of innocence. Sanchez was convicted in 2006 of raping and killing 21-year-old Julie Buskin. The Benton, Arkansas native was abducted. On December 20, 1996, from at the parking lot near her Norman apartment complex, her body was found hours later, and she had been raped and shot in the head. The case was unsolved for years until DNA recovered from her clothes matched that of Sanchez while he was serving prison time for burglary.
1: Coming up next, a third party signed up 15,000 voters in Arizona. Democrats worry that's enough for a Biden spoiler. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this.
3: Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify.
4: Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know, sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late-night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Morgan Pemberton
2: and I'm Emma Johnson. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's latest plan to prevent a looming federal shutdown by appeasing his hard right flank quickly collapsed today. It's a crushing defeat that makes the disruption in the government services almost certain. A government closure is increasingly likely as time runs out for Congress to act. McCarthy's bid to move ahead with traditionally popular defense funding bill as a step forward as a step towards keeping the government running was shattered by a core group of Republican colleagues. They refused to vote with the increasingly endangered speaker whose job is on the line. Afterward, McCarthy acknowledged his frustration saying, quote, this is a whole new concept of individuals who just want to burn the whole place down, unquote. King Charles III has
1: made an emotional stop in front of Paris' fire-damaged Notre Dame Cathedral on the second day of his state visit to France. He also met with young athletes in a working-class, multicultural suburb of the capital earlier charles made an address to french lawmakers at the senate praising france and the united kingdom's quote indispensable relationship unquote and its capacity to meet the world's challenges including the war in ukraine and climate change today's busy schedule came a day after he was greeted by prince excuse me by french president emmanuel macron during a ceremony at paris's arc de triomphe and he attended a state dinner at the palace of versailles
2: more than 15,000 people in Arizona have registered to join a new political party floating a possible bipartisan unity ticket against Joe Biden and Donald Trump. That's less than the population of the state's 40 largest cities. It's still a number big enough to tip the presidential election in a critical swing state, something that was particularly alar- something that has particularly alarmed people trying to stop Trump from winning the White House again. The group No Labels has secured ballot access in Arizona and 10 other states and says it's on the track to hit 20 before the year is over and all 50 by Election Day. It's not yet committed to running candidates for president and vice president.
1: The Senate has confirmed General C.Q. Brown as the next chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, putting him in place to succeed General Mark Miley when he retires at the end of the month. Brown's confirmation on an 83-11 vote months after President Joe Biden nominated him for the post comes as Democrats try to maneuver around holds placed on hundreds of nominations by Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville over the Pentagon's abortion policy. The Senate is also expected to confirm General Randy George to be Army Chief of Staff and General Eric Smith as Commandant of the U.S. Marine Corps this week.
2: Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is attacking his Republican rivals while he is speaking out for the first time since his article on corruption charges in his impeachment trial. In his comments yesterday, Paxton also displayed an openness to challenging the U.S. Senator John Cornery in 2026. Paxton did not discuss accusations that he misused his office to protect a political donor. The charges were the backbone of Paxton becoming the third sitting official te- the third excuse me becoming just the third sitting official in texas nearly 200 year history to be impeached paxton did not testify during the two-week impeachment trial and is still under fbi investigation
1: and coming up nathaniel hara will have a complete look at your metro huntington weather forecast and ben Wellsfall will be in with the fm 88 sports report stay with us
3: You must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are.
0: Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started Uh,
3: there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. (laughs) Has
0: it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
4: Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good
3: time. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a sunny 82 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the night with a low of 64 around midnight before rising up to a sunny 81 degrees around 5 p.m. Tomorrow evening, the temperature will drop to a low of 60 degrees around midnight before rising up to a partly cloudy 74 degrees around 4 p.m. As we head into the weekend, make sure to spend some time outside, it's looking to be a beautiful summer weekend with temperatures in the high 70s to low 80s. Your weather word of the day is cyclogenesis. Cyclogenesis is the formation or intensification of a low-pressure system or cyclone. The term bombogenesis refers to cyclones that undergo extreme rapid intensification. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 82 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for new Center
4: 88, I'm Nathaniel.
1: Thanks, Nathaniel. Now, Ben Westfall joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report.
4: Thanks, Morgan. Starting with Marshall Athletics. Yesterday, the official time was announced for Hoops for Huntington, an event that allows the Marshall men's and women's basketball teams to showcase their skill to the herd fans. It'll be September 28th at 7 p.m., located at Pullman Square in downtown Huntington. This event will also be a good event for fans who have not yet met the new women's basketball coach, Kim Stevens. There are two events tonight for Marshall Sports one at home and one on the road. Marshall Volleyball returns to the Camp Henderson Center tonight for a 6 o'clock showdown with Old Dominion to begin Sunbelt Conference play. Marshall Women's Soccer heads to Harrisonburg, Virginia as they face off against James Madison. That match will begin at 7 p.m. Tomorrow, Marshall Tennis begins their 2023-2024 campaign with day one of the Thunder in the Mountains competition, a four-team competition featuring Marshall, West Virginia, Radford, and Cleveland State. The action will take place in Charleston, West Virginia, at the Canal City Community Center beginning at 10 a.m. Marshall Volleyball will close out their home series against Old Dominion tomorrow as well, with that matchup beginning at 6 p.m. in the Cam Henderson Center. Saturday will be a busy day for Marshall as the tennis team continues their time in Charleston for the Thunder in the Mountains competition. Saturday's events begin at noon. Marshall football returns to action at home after the bye week with a big matchup against Virginia Tech. Kickoff is set for noon. Marshall comes in at 2-0 after wins against Albany and East Carolina. Virginia Tech enters at 1-2 with former Marshall quarterback Grantwell still listed as questionable. Marshall will look for its first Power 5 home win since 2015 when they beat Purdue 41-31. Marshall men's soccer will also have a big matchup as the number one team in the country as they take on number three Central Florida at Hoops Family Field for a top five showdown. That match will kick off at 7.15 p.m. Marshall will look to remain at the number one spot in the rankings and remain undefeated on the season, but will be without a few players, including T.O. Godar and Matthew Bell, who received red cards in the Hurts' 3-1 win at James Madison last Saturday. The weekend closes for Marshall with another busy day on Sunday. Marshall Tennis finishes their time in Charleston for the Thunder in the Mountains, with action beginning at 10 a.m. At noon, Marshall Women's Soccer returns home for a conference matchup against South Alabama, at Hoops family field. Also at noon, Marshall softball hosts Davis and Elkins at Dot Hicks Field for their fall ball season. Transitioning away from Marshall Athletics, college football this Saturday will feature six different top 25 matchups. At 3.30, number 19 Colorado travels to face number 10 Oregon. Number 11 Utah will host number 22 UCLA. And number 13 Alabama will place host to number 15 Ole Miss. At 7 p.m., number 14 Oregon State will hit the road to face number 21 Washington State. And at 7.30, number 7 Penn State and number 24 Iowa face off in University Park, Pennsylvania. And number 6 Ohio State will travel to take on number 9 Notre Dame. In the professional sports world, there's Thursday night football tonight as Week 3 of the NFL season kicks off with the Giants traveling to face the 49ers at 8.15 p.m. In other NFL news, per ESPN's Courtney Cronin, Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams has resigned due to personal matters. He was away from the team last week, but has officially resigned. Head coach Matt Eberflus took over play-calling duties for the defense and will continue to do so until further notice. Miami Dolphins running back Salvan Ahmed started a GoFundMe to help support the family of a Patriots fan that passed away after a fight broke out in the stands. The GoFundMe has helped raise over $15,000. In Major League Baseball, there are nine different matchups today. Earlier today, the Angels and the Rays faced off with a 1.10 p.m. start. With a 1.15 start earlier today, the Brewers faced off against the Cardinals. At 7.05, the Braves will take on the Nationals in Washington. And the Yankees host the Blue Jays. At 7.15, the Orioles face the Guardians in Cleveland. And the Mets face the Phillies in Philadelphia. In Chicago, at 7.40, the Pirates will face the Cubs. And at 9.40, the Tigers face the A's in Oakland. And to conclude the night in the MLB, the Dodgers host the Giants at 10.10 p.m. After today, there will be nine games left for each team as the playoff race is heating up. Currently, the division leaders are the Orioles, Twins, Astros, Braves, Brewers, and Dodgers. In the wildcard race, the American League is led by the Rays, the Blue Jays, and there is a tie for the final wildcard spot between the Rangers and the Mariners. For the National League, the Phillies, Diamondbacks, and Cubs currently hold the three spots. The MLB playoffs begin on October 3rd. That is your FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I am Ben Westfall.
1: Thanks, Ben. Coming up, side hustles take center stage in paying bills for Hollywood workers on strike. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
0: This is your Weedmeister 2,000-string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere, like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool.
3: And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association.
0: My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all holy purpose. The summoning of the great being.
3: Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes. It's WMUL 88.1
2: FM, the greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you.
0: Don't think a penny buys much? depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety, everything rides on it.
2: And finally today on News Center 88, it's been nearly five months since the Hollywood, Hollywood writer's strike began and more than two months since the actors joined them. Soon the walkouts could break historic records. With writers' contracts talking resuming, entertainment industry workers have turned to side hustles to pay their bills. Ryan Mayer says... A lighting expert, a lighting expert, excuse me, with gaffing and director of photography experience, says he and others have become handymen. He recently lit a actor's home foyer and helped a neighbor with a busted jacuzzi. Others have turned to friends for writing work, or they've headed to Trader Joe's or back to bartending to pay rent. For many, their savings are gone or running out.
1: And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at five for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu/wmul. For Emma Johnson, Nathaniel Hara, Ben Westfall, Luke Hamilton, Peyton Sisko, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Morgan Pemberton. And your thought of the day is: Patience and fortitude conquer all things. Emerson.